Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Live from the nation's capital, you're in the War Room. It is the afternoon. In fact, it's uh, 5 p.m. in our nation's capital. On, um, Wednesday, the 4th of November, the year of our Lord 2020, we, we were with you guys early this morning then at 10 o'clock to noon, and now for a special wrap-up show, the reason was Joe Biden uh, actually got up and talked at 4 o'clock, uh, followed by the War Room's own Rudy Giuliani, right, now taking a, a more active role. He, gave a, he held a press conference, impromptu press conference, with Eric Trump and Corey Lewandowski. Um, I think that means the cavalry arrived. I think it means the cavalry arrived. Those are three pretty tough hombres. Eric Trump, Rudy Giuliani, Corey Lewandowski. Up in Philadelphia, they're following a federal lawsuit. Get some, we're, it's, we're on offense, finally. And this is why we're having the show today. I know a lot of people with 300,000 viewers this morning, massive overnight. The show last night, huge throughout. They tell me the Chinese thing was off the chart. The Chinese absolutely loved all the details. We're going to have... Um, we're going to have Rich uh, from Big Data Polling, Rich Barris from Big Data Polling on at the bottom of the hour to go back through those charts and back through the state uh, graphs. Got my wingman, Jack Maxey, here at Maggie Vandenberg, you know, as Fog City Midge, one of the top influencers in the conservative movement. And, of course, our own Alexandria Priet, who has been preaching the gospel of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania for a year. And as I told her, it's coming down there, so be ready for your star turn. We're in the John Fredericks Radio Network. We want to thank John for making this happen out in his radio network this afternoon. Real America's Voice. We want to really thank Rob Sig, Howard Diamond, the team over there. They, they're always accommodating us and trying to do breaking news. Dish Channel 219, Comcast 113. They're going to be all over the country. Their streaming service of the Trump Revolution, Newsmax TV, Chris Ruddy and the boys down in Palm Beach. And uh, they are, um, and of course, G News, GTV. The... Um, we're going to get that taken Sorry. care of in a second. Um, a little family emergency. Yeah. So, so uh, we want. By the way, we're going to have Rich Bear is here uh, later in the uh, in the show to go through some more charts and things. But I want to talk about. Okay, they're setting a narrative framework, um, and it, it people out there that are, and this is a day it's going to live in infamy. Let's face it. All right. This is a day. I think there was a good lesson today, last night, and today. Understand. Please understand. They don't care about how brazen they have to be. We have talked for months about the Transition Integrity Project. That is their, the convergence of lawfare, the convergence of social media, the convergence of the Praetorian Guarded Media, the street army they have. And they brag about this. Of course, they say President Trump is going to fight. You know, he's the fascist. He's, gonna, he's not going uh, to leave the White House. He's all about voter suppression. 
you know, he mentioned something and it's like, oh, it's undemocratic. Joe, Joe Biden's talking the same thing. I'm winning here. I'm winning here. I'm going to do this. Right. Nothing. But they're they're prepared to steal. I mean, some of the things are extraordinary. Wisconsin, an hour after the president leaves, 138,000 votes show up. 135,000. 135,000 for Biden. And of 3,000, somebody today, I was talking to him, I said, well, you don't, you know, you don't really, you got to get the precincts, maybe the precincts. I said, you can have a precincts of all Bidens, and you wouldn't have that high a vote. No. I come from an Irish family, too, they're not going to all vote for you, you're not going to be at 98.9% or whatever the percentage is. That just shows you they have, you have to embrace this, they have no respect for you. They have no respect for you. All, this is just pure, raw, naked power play. This is Nietzsche's The Will to Power. Okay? This is a power move. As my Yale colleague here remembers back to his sophomore year when he got to see, got to see and all that. Okay. This is what we're trying to do is get you jacked up that there is a way forward. The biggest way forward is you have to have the back. There's going to be all kind of. Listen, Trump's campaign ran out of money. Everybody knows that. You know what powered Trump into the game day vote victory? And they're talking now in, in Arizona. These are looks like Jason Miller, formerly the War Room, t- tweets out that these are all game day votes in Arizona. They're left, I think, in Maricopa County. Trump won 70% of the game day vote. How did that happen? That's the deplorables. The campaign had no money. It, it bring Air Force Two, Air Force Two, because it's a cheaper ride. Right into an airport, there'd be 54,000 people, 55,000 people. But that wasn't even the most impressive. The most impressive was the self-organizing nature of the 96-mile uh, caravan in, in Arizona, right? Or, or, or the, or the 30,000 anti-communists in South Florida that turned into votes, right? In Arizona that turned into votes. Or all these things, these are self-organizing spontaneous. It is a great awakening, these people in this audience are not radicals. This is the backbone of the country. These are, these are hardworking. This is the Lao Beijing of America. Old hundred names. You know what that means in China? The reason I use it all the time, the Chinese use it for millennia. It's the little guy that always gets stiffed, right? It's on your shoulders, the civic society. You make the villages work. You farm the land. Your kids go in the military. The emperor never pays you. You're just cannon fodder. You're Lao Beijing. You're old hundred names. That's what the deplorables are, right? And they self-organized. And if you see these rallies at the end, if you see these rallies, I've never seen anything like it in my life. It was insane. You get to Butler, Pennsylvania, which is not easy to get to. It's a hamlet of 12,000 people. You have 54,000 people. They had, what, 25 or 30 at Scranton the other day. It's so cold, it hurts us to have Raheem on the show out there, you know. And, and by the way, they, they're coming from all over the world. The French co- from National Rally couldn't wait to get on the plane and get over here. Nigel Farage is running around. You got others. Because it is an awakening. A great awakening. And I got news for the establishment. It's not going to back down. It's just not going to accept that you could win and be up hundreds of thousands of votes in Wisconsin and lose Wisconsin. It's not going to accept that you could be leading in Michigan and lose. And it's not, let me tell you what it's really not going to accept. It's not going to accept that at a point in time you could be 800,000 votes up in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And because we got all these rules and you don't have to mark anything, you come in all over, 
right? That they're going to steal that. And that's what this is stealing. They're going to steal this election. You know why they're going to steal this election? Because they don't think you're going to do anything about it. They think you're a standard stock Republican, right? And I'm not picking on the Republicans. Great folks. But not known really as street fighters. Not known as somebody, you know, it's, they're going to play by the rules, right? And if you lose, hey, that's cricket. We'll, we'll win next time, right? What did Hillary Clinton say? Under no circumstances were you going to concede. What did the, what did, when, when Tubin wrote that article before he had the Zoom problem, he wrote that article, an unnamed Democratic senior guy said, this party's different than in 2000. It's, it's institutional. It doesn't believe in institutions. It, it's ideologically aligned. And there is zero probability, and I quote, there is zero probability that any senior official in the Democratic Party would ever say, we concede and we'll get you next time, like Gore did. Because they saw Donald Trump as an existential threat to their party, their movement, and the country. And what they said is that the country could not take four more years of Donald Trump. Jack Dorsey took down a communication of the commander-in-chief of the most powerful military in the history of man's time on earth, the chief magistrate of our nation, right? The president of the United States took it down, took it right down up for 30 seconds. Didn't approve it. Jack Dorsey makes that decision. To quote Tom, uh, Ted Cruz, I don't remember who elected Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey gets a vote here? Is Jack Dorsey, Vish, is Jack Dorsey in prison? Why is he not in jail today? Why, did the U.S. Marshals Jack Maxey going to get Jack Dorsey today? No, they did not. Um, did, uh, we, did, we didn't file these things at dawn. We didn't, but this, these, and by the way, I'm glad we're doing these lawsuits. We're in Wisconsin. We got suits now in federal court. Rudy Giuliani filing lawsuits in Pennsylvania. Steve, you make a good point with Dorsey, though. Who did elect Jack Dorsey? Guess what? Wasn't the American people. Who elected Joe Biden? Guess what? It wasn't the American people. Exactly. Exactly. It's a globalist, it's a globalist, it's not a conspiracy, but there are no coincidences. That the, it, and we have said this now for months and months, that this day was coming, and this was going to be the de- day that defined us, defined us as a people. Do we s- still have the same tenacity? Do we still have the same grit? Do we still have the same determination of the 13 or 14 generations that came before us that bequeathed us this republic, or do we not? This is what a fourth turning is, Okay. We're going to be one thing or the other on the other side of this. Don't think there were easy decisions in the revolution. Don't think there were easy decisions in the Civil War. Don't think there were easy decisions in the Great Depression and World War II. There were not. And don't think these were all foregone conclusions that it turned out the way that it turned out. Divine providence works, but it works through a human agency, right? And here's what the President of the United States is a man of action. And now we're finally taking action. And those around him that that caution him not to take action are not, I know what they're doing. They're doing it because they think it's in his best interest and the country's best interest. I'm I'm not faulting their motives. But it's these actions. Those injunctions should have been filed when the President of the United States left that stage last night. We would have not had this bomb in Wisconsin. I understand the optics. Oh, the optics, you know, the fascist Trump is trying to shut down the vote. All votes must be counted. All votes must be counted. He's shutting that down. No, he's not. He's just trying to get good order and discipline in the system. To get some transparency. Maybe get some adult supervision. 
So you're not dropped with a bomb of 138,000, you know, out of nowhere in the dark of night at 4.35 a.m., 4.35 a.m. Wisconsin shifted in, in, in one hour from 4.35 a.m. to 5.30, 175,000 votes came in, right? Votes came in, uh, or the ballots, absentee ballots. The first tranche, 138,000, 135 for, for 135 for Joe Biden, 3,000 for Donald Trump. Another one later was almost as bad. Oh, and guess what? They took what they took the lead in Wisconsin, and they closed it out. It was called Wisconsin was called. Now we've out there sued for a recount. Got to see if it's within one percent. Michigan almost as bad. Another what hundred thousand votes come out of nowhere, right? All all for Biden. And the president's tweeting stuff up. And of course, Jack Dorsey's got to put a warning sign, right? Got to put a warning sign. Got to be eighteen and older to read this. Got bad stuff in there, you know, fake news. So I'm going to get to when I'm going to come back, um, I'm going to get off my soapbox. But I want to put it in perspective. Right now, the key thing you should take away is the president's back on offense. we got a team. Dave Bossy is out in Arizona. we got hammers out there. People are all over this. I would have loved to have them pre, uh, you know, instead of booming at the White House, pre, pre, you know, pre play, you know uh, put in place earlier. But, hey, it is what it is. We're out there. Nevada's already shut down the voting. we got a team in Nevada. The, the math's pretty simple. If you hold Pennsylvania, and we're still, I think, at 400,000, although I'm hearing from the, uh, our, 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 um, our uh, oracle from Pennsylvania that they're, they're popping up with 50,000 vote tranches. And, of course, if you, if you know, uh, if you know um, Pennsylvania politics, this does not surprise you. No. Right? It's old school. Right? It's old school. This, these, are OG, these are original gangsters, OGs. Right. But they play. This is the Northeast. This is a big machine. Pol- this is what Rudy's in there t- talking about. He's from New York City. I mean, Philadelphia gets more people to the polls than are awake on any given day. <laughs> Somehow every four years. Uh, you're not giving Scranton the credit. We can do that, too. Then. Well, Scranton did it here. <laughs> Lackawanna County, we're up four points. He's got it up 18 points at one time. His numbers are fabulous. And we lose it. It's absolutely stunning. When these brothers want to roll, they roll, okay? And they're rolling hard on Donald Trump, and that means they're rolling hard on you, okay? We're going to come back when we get to Maggie Vandenberg, Alexander Priet, Jack Maxey. Get their perspectives, and then at the bottom of the hour, the one, the only, Rich Barris is going to come in here. We're going to talk some math, hard math of where we are. Okay, we framed it. We've gone on offense. Rudy, the mayor, is in Philadelphia. He's throwing down hard on a federal lawsuit. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon. We cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. I believe it's only Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Nevada that have not been called, correct? Oh, no, Georgia and North Carolina. Of course, those are two we won. They're not going to call those. <laughs> we got leads in, in both. Can't call those for Trump. Here's the reason they can't call it psychologically. Remember this, because it would put Trump in the lead actually in the votes, or at least a while back, and they can never have Trump lead. Remember, that's why Bush, Bush was always able to take that moral high ground. He was never not in the lead, right? This is why, this is the psychological warfare. Remember, it's all information or psychological warfare, and that's what they're, they're doing. But um, I don't think they can call it, it's 264. Nevada stopped voting, so I don't know if they can actually go in 
and make a call on that because right now it's kind of frozen. Arizona, the rethinking, Pennsylvania lawsuits. Trump campaign's got to get some lawsuits out. They got Rudy and Corey Lewandowski, Eric Trump in Philadelphia, just had a press conference. Joe Biden came out right pre-sundowner, pre-sundowner, and he didn't need to declare himself victor. He just needed to be statesman because the media's doing it for him. The media's out there doing it for him. Go ahead, Jack. Well, you know, Steve, it's not just on the election. Think about some of the things that we revealed in the last week. I, I have to say, I know that we were posting things on Twitter and things like that, but people, this would disqualify anybody from any job, and the media ignored it. And I can assure you there were some big names who had their hands on it for a long time. So when they start rolling out all the stories in a month or two from now, which are going to shock everybody, and you're going to end up with Kamala Harris as potentially the commander-in-chief, and you're going to wonder why people in this country are angry. Everybody from the Bernie bros to the MAGA crowd are going to feel cheated, and they're going to have feel cheated not just by the system, but by the very institutions that were supposed to protect us. Number one, the press, the fourth estate. It has become the fifth estate. And then you look at our law enforcement institutions. People have no faith in them. This guy in Wilmington only kept the laptop copy because he didn't trust the FBI. This is a systemic crisis that if we do not fix it, we are going to be in big trouble. This is an institutional crisis, and here's the fix. There's only one fix. There's only one fix right now. You have to lance the boil. Trump has to win. This is not for Trump. This is not even for Trumpism. This is not for the individuals in this audience. Right now, this is a higher. This is higher for the country. If we, if this is allowed to happen, it's just a different country going forward, right? Well, and and none of us are safe. That's the problem. And one of the things that I've been hearing so from so many people today, many of our overseas listeners, is how frightened they are to see what they perceive clearly in places as diverse as South Africa and Brazil, as what they see as clearly an election that was stolen, that is irregular, oh, that no has doubt. that has practices that they don't even follow in third world countries. The people in China, I, I know so many and talked to over the last day, it, they're like shocked. They said, this is what, see, this is just, obviously this got stolen. This is blatant, right? The guy was winning and all of a sudden he's not winning. Goes to bed, he's winning huge, gets a little less huge, then you wake up in the morning, it's all gone, right? Yeah. All stolen by the institutions. Okay, let's go. We got Because at the bottom of the hour, we're going to go through Pennsylvania with a Rich Barris, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Nevada to see what the actual path to, to make you be able to uh, then go have dinner and actually think if there is a path to victory. We're not here to make you feel better. We're here to get you the information that you can use in your life. And we're going to walk through the math, I think, with the best math guy out there. And who was awake at 4.30 in the morning when they dumped it. He texted me right away. He goes, I've been in this business a long time. I've never seen a more blatant stealing of an election. And just in your face, you could care less. Hey, you know, it's just like an after. You know what? We can't put 138. We have 135,000 that are all for. Uh, well, you can't do that. Add three for Trump. Right. Go get go get the Trump stack. Go get the Trump's the short stack. You got to you got to you got a big stack and get the short stack and throw a couple of three on there. How many we need not to look totally redonkulous? Oh, 3,000 looks good. These guys, the Trump deplorables are such morons. They won't notice. 
Mm-hmm. This is this is what it is. Okay. Uh, Preate. You know Pennsylvania. Here's the thing I think you got to tell the audience, which has been very disturbing as you've been – you're dialed in. You're the center of this thing in the war room. It's swirling. This is the fog of war. We've got to have clarity. The thing I felt is most disturbing today coming out of Pennsylvania is there seems like there's new votes appearing all over the place. So make us either feel better or feel worse or feel the reality. Is it your belief – that they're popping up with new votes all over Pennsylvania. Yes. So I've talked to people across the state, and no one seems to have a handle exactly where the state is at one time. People may know about certain precincts, maybe their county, but it is moving outside of them. The process is moving outside of them. Um, So I think that's a real concern. The president, or Rudy Giuliani, the president's lawyer coming today, is very strong to stop the bleeding and let us see, shine light on what's actually happening. Um, Cumberland County, which is in the mid-state, is going to show everybody the ballot process later. That's a Trump area. Okay. Um, He's now down, it appears, 50,000 more votes than last time in Montgomery County. That's coming from Malin's. Um, one one good note, which is news, is um, the Republican. Holly, you just said something. Montgomery County is not a Trump friendly. Are you telling me you just slipped that in there? Are you telling me there's an additional fifty thousand mail-in votes that they now are talking about? That's not yes. in. When I look at this mail, because I'm gonna ask Barris about this. When I see the thing Stepien sent out, here's how we're gonna win. Mm-hmm. Right, we're up by four hundred ninety-nine thousand. Right, mm-hmm. right now they've got a million out, but it's only X amount from Philadelphia. And he lists the counties mm-hmm. that are Trump counties. And so, in their math, mm-hmm. and you checked it, their math comes to Trump wins by forty thousand votes, mm-hmm. which is roughly what we won with the last time, forty-two thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay, are are you saying now, when I look at that chart, mm-hmm. does that incorporate this fifty thousand in Montgomery, or is that fifty thousand? Be precise. Is that fifty thousand in addition? It appears at this moment to be in addition. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is the problem, ladies and gentlemen. 50,000 votes is what – I mean, this is what's going to drive people crazy. Mm -hmm. This is what's going to drive people crazy. How does this just kind of materialize? Right now, we still don't even have our hands around totally around the the mail-in votes that went in there. Mm -hmm. And and you mentioned – Jack Maxey mentioned uh, earlier that the Senate – and I think the Republicans control the Senate in, Correct. in control. The, yes. Thank God, control the Senate in the state legislature. The Senate didn't they pass a re- referendum today to, to the, the, the Secretary of State? And I realize it's just symbolic, but that she should be fired. They want her to resign because of what they claim is chaos that she's created in the state, brought shame to the state, and uh, potentially harmed the voters of the state. Well, let me just tell you one. They wanted that chaos, though. Yes. They wanted that yes. chaos. The, this is planned chaos, this right? This is planned chaos. Okay, it started in 2019 with the governor saying, no excuse absentee ballot. Okay, we had a very structured, organized pop, uh, process for anybody that had COVID, anybody that feared voting because of COVID that existed very organized for decades, decades. That went out the window in 2019. Um, row offices have an impact. The Supreme Court races have an impact. We've, we don't have any power in the state Supreme Court. I'll just tell you one good thing, okay? Trump did so well in some of the counties. Right. 
that we've gained 12 seats in the House of Representatives in Pennsylvania, which is important. Big. Because if we didn't keep the House or the Senate in Pennsylvania, we'd have zero check in Pennsylvania. And the state auditor general's race looks like we may pick up that that row seat. Okay. We'll discuss local Pennsylvania politics another day. I got to get to the point here. Your sister is a big, uh, uh, you know, big fish down in southeast Pennsylvania. She's in federal court this morning contesting something about 10 or 20,000 votes. What could be at the end of the day what saves us? But the bigger point I've got in the 67 other counties of the Commonwealth, why 66. 66, why is every why are not every Republican leader in federal court in these controversial areas? fighting the same issue. Okay, this is what the Pennsylvania Republican Party is going to go after here and probably the White House and the the campaign is that they've been changing the goalpost and the rules over the last 12 hours, over the last three days, okay? And this is why you asked earlier, how come they didn't stop it? Because they've been doing it the whole time and in different counties doing different things, okay? In the Southeast, it seems to be that's coming out today, it was a concerted effort amongst the Democrat county chairs in the south, five southeast counties to say, here, go to people's houses and show them they can fix their vote. Their, their envelope is off. The signature doesn't yeah, match. Yeah, the naked ballot. Correct. Yeah. Okay? But not giving enough time to the Republican Party or even giving a list of who those people are with Republican or Democrat so they'd have to go and kind of figure out who's our voters. Taking so much time they could never catch up to the Democrats' process here. So... I think that what the good news is from this morning is the state GOP is on it. We we know yeah, that you're on it. You're on it. Uh, you're on it two days late. Correct. Okay, but that's uh, that's saying the horse is out of the barn. Correct. Does that play here. Yep. Okay, fine. Then it doesn't matter. I'm glad they're on it. I appreciate they're on it. We're Republican Party supporters. But if you're on it the day after, it's one of those things. You know, my 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 uh, kingdom for a horseshoe or whatever it is, right? A nail, but for a nail. Here's the point. There needs to be a sense of urgency. Rudy didn't, he's down here at the White House. He's not schlepping up to Philadelphia. He's not exactly in love with Philadelphia. He's not schlepping up to Philadelphia to go to federal court to drop a lawsuit, to then go over to the convention center, be hassled by Look, a bunch of Antifa guys, and then got to find somewhere to have a press conference. He's there because of the sense of urgency. He knows that lawsuit should have been filed at 3 o'clock in the morning, right. not, at, not at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Every second counts here. The Democrats are playing smash mouth. You know why? They're playing to win. And we're sitting around, wandering around. And your, your sister is a warrior. She's at least in federal court in the first thing in the morning, fighting. I don't know why other people are and not she filed that days ago. But let me just tell you, there are, no, le- there are many we- warriors besides her. Okay, good. Just I like that. that. We yeah. love the guys in Pennsylvania. Hey, we're going to be leaning on your shoulders. This is supposed to be a pep talk. The good news is, guess okay, what? We gotta They're going to fight to the end here. Okay, it's called radio, TV. Be back in a second. War Room. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the Warren Rohingya Bassam now joins us. Are they are they taking down Kaylee McEnany's uh, tweets? What they did they take her Twitter, tweet down? Twitter censored her tweet when she said we won Pennsylvania. Okay, wow. so she claimed, but she claimed it. Uh, Eric Trump claimed it. A lot of guys from the campaign claimed it, and they took it down. Yes, because they said that was false information. What did they yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. So they censored that. Um, 
Yeah, and they censored the president's tweet as well. Which one well, did he, he say? He had two tweets. It was a tweet and then okay, a, a secondary say? tweet. What did he say? The first tweet was not censored. It says, we have claimed for electoral vote purposes the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, which won't allow legal observers at the state of uh, the state of Georgia, the state of North Carolina, each one of which has a big Trump lead. Additionally, we hereby claim the state of Michigan if, in fact, dot, 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 and then this is the second tweet, there was a large number of secretly dumped ballots, as has been widely reported. That tweet has been hidden and censored. So the only way you can actually see that full message from the president is if you go to his Twitter page, you click on that on that first tweet, and then open up the subtweet, which has been completely hidden. Uh, you cannot retweet that second tweet. You can only see the first one. But but Twitter's been Twitter's been censoring. Sorry, Jolene, over here. Yep. We're sharing a mic here. Yeah, yeah. Chamber Twitter's also been censoring the video that other people are tweeting showing what's been going on in terms of fraud. In, in other words, all the, all the poll-watching stuff that we saw in they're fraud. They're not just zapping blue ticks and, and big Republican uh, you know, uh, Twitter accounts. They're zapping just ordinary people saying, hey, here's what I saw at my local polling station and sharing videos. This is the Great Firewall. This is how they shut you down. We've warned you about this for the last four or five months. It's come. It's here. Mm -hmm. They're shutting you down. You're now in the gulag, okay? You're in the gulag. You're in digital gulag. And the White House just, uh, the the press, the White House press corps saying that the White House has just called a lid for the rest of the night, so we don't expect to hear from the president. I never heard that. They should not call a lid on Donald Trump. He should be, you know, know, Hercules Unchained. That's that's Kate Collins. Let's go to Rich Barris of uh, Big Data Polling. Fantastic job last night and this morning. We got to get into it. Let's go. Let's go directly, Rich, to Arizona. This is the big controversy since you took your nap. Everybody's talking about Arizona. Does the president, by the way, you know, AP's called it, Fox, Fox on the Neil Cavuto show took half of the Cavuto show, Rich, to have a data analyst there to basically say why Rich Barris is wrong. Why essentially saying there is no path here for Trump victory mathematically. Can you walk out, because everybody's piling in here to hear you, I want you to go through that map of Arizona and walk through why Rich Barris and the campaign... Dave Bossy's flying out there. He's not flying out there for his health. Why there is a legitimate, rational path for Trump to win this? Right. So the governor, uh, Ducey, right, if you listen to them and what they're telling you they have on the ground, the media is using numbers that are not even confirmed and probably are not going to be accurate. So in Maricopa alone, they tell us that there's at, le- there's at least 250,000 additional, maybe as much as 390. And that these ballots are breaking heavily for the president. There's 46,000 in Pima, and they're uh, favorable enough to push the president to 40 in Pima, which is where he needs to be. There could be, uh, and not could be, there are thousands of other ballots in Gila, 2,300 at least, Graham. So really, Steve, what he's got to do with this map up here, Maricopa has to tighten to basically a draw. He was doing, he was on his way to do that with that first chunk that we got last night. Uh, before Fontes completely shut it down. So it's, you know, the idea that it's mathematically impossible is crazy because the first chunk that we got broke by the margin that the president needed it to break in order to be able to pull ahead. So when you do the numbers that they run at you, you really do come out. They say 30. I say 10, 20. I'm not the only one out there doing it. Um, There are other guys who have looked at it and said, yeah, yeah, it's there. If that margin continues to hold. Maybe another 1,700 in Yavapai. This is the problem with uh, reporting this election the way we have. 
they don't really know. And the, you know, the, the uncertainty about what's still out has really become an issue for reporting this election. So we have to call local officials. We have to say, hey, what do you got? And Fox continues to maintain these estimates that really we know from yesterday are likely not true. I just want to for simplify for the audience. You're saying if Maricopa County is either 250 or do you think it's closer to the 390? Because that's a huge difference. Where, where do you actually think, where do you and yeah. your best judgment yeah. think it actually is? Yeah, it does sound like it's more. It does. You th- I mean, that's the, just I mean the, the three, the, cl- um, closer, closer to 390 than it is to 250, right? Yeah, I would say I would say I wouldn't be sh- I wouldn't be shocked, Steve, if it came in even at 320, 330. But that's a lot that's a lot better than 290. It's we're only talking about uh, we're talking less than a hundred thousand votes in that first chunk that came out that we did get to look at last night. The president erased an eight point lead. This started as an eight point lead. That first chunk took it all the way down to where we're at now, which is about a little less than a little less than three points. And it's the, the idea that you can't just let this thing play out. It, it seems like we're just trying to put, put a squash on it. There's no other, there's no other reason. And you're, you're saying if he fights to a draw in Maricopa, which is the big uh, county around Phoenix, if he fights to a draw around Maricopa, the rest of the state or the rest of these, and they're all in kind of little uh, nooks and crannies, that they all come in and they're rolling at what seven two thirds Trump seventy percent Trump eighty percent Trump what what percentages has to be Trump to get to your magic the campaign's got him winning by thirty thousand votes I think you were at twenty thousand yeah right to get to your yeah. twenty thousand what does all the rest of the state besides Maricopa have to have to be to get there to get to your twenty thousand victory. They're at 30,000 because they're looking at what that first chunk broke. I mean, I was basically two to one. I'm lowering it a little bit considering maybe there's some of the early vote there was better for Biden. So I'm trying to give them a little bit of cushion. So 61 or better. If he fights Maricopa to a draw, then that's almost 100,000 vote difference right there. So that alone would close it. And then the red areas, if he does a little bit better in Pima, and then what's left out in uh, Greenlee and Copacino, that would put him over. That would put him over. Okay, Yuma has. Okay, uh, hang on. But here's what I don't understand. They told this but hang on. Here's what I don't understand. Why is the Associated Press and Fox News and Fox News rolls out a guy to take a half hour in Cavuto to say your math doesn't make any sense? Because what you just laid out doesn't seem that hard to, particularly the trend line. Uh, Jason Miller sent out a tweet that said this was not actually early vote; these were game day votes, and that Trump had been yeah. Trump had been winning seventy percent. Of the game day votes, right? And so th- they projected he would win 70% of these. I know your number's lower. But it seems to be either Jason Miller's analysis seems kind of logical, if his assumption is correct, and I assume it's correct. Yours sounds kind of logical, and I can see where the math is there. If you look at these numbers of 61%, and these are not overly from what they are. Then why is, Rich, just explain to me what the Associated Press, who's called it, because tonight, and here's the reason this is important, sometime this evening, I think we have the possibility they may designate Joe Biden the president-elect of the United States. They may call this thing. Yeah. And then President Trump's got a whole – these guys in the White House worry about an optics problem, him being a little hard last night. you got a big optics problem. This is why you got to think downrange. you got a big optics problem because the media – and trust me, Jack Dorsey, he's shutting down Eric Trump and Kaylee McEnany when they say, hey, we're claiming uh, 
Pennsylvania. Well, Jack Dorsey is going to be taking that statement that Biden is the president-elect because of Associated Press. They're going to be sending that to the moon. It's going to be the most humped tweet in world history. And that was so obvious of what was going to happen. I'm, I'm sorry you're going to have an optics problem of, of Trump coming out last night and saying, hey, I'm winning. That's why I said in the morning, I think a random time, let me pick a time, maybe 1045 before the 11 o'clock news. Why don't we do then? And if you go back and look at 1045, Donald J. Trump was on a roll. Massive win in Florida. Huge Hispanic turnout. Everybody had the long face. They're sitting there going, oh, my God, he's up in Wisconsin. He's up in Michigan. He's up in Arizona. He's up in uh, Iowa. He's up all over. 1045, which had been one hour, 45 minutes before Biden wandered out there. Take the initiative. So real quickly, why do they sit there? You, Jason Miller sounds logical. You sound logical. It sounds like there's enough juice there, enough squeeze in the lemon. Why are they sitting there? And call, you know, Fox called it last night. AP called it last night. Neil Cavuto shows dump it all over you. What, what, what are they seeing that you don't, or what is their argument? Opportunity. <laughs> That's really it. I mean, they're, they're seeing opportunity. You know, before last night when we signed, before we signed off, and we were looking at Arizona, I said, you know, Little's got to trickle in. It's got to put him at 63 in Yavapai. He's got to be at 63. When Yavapai trickled in, and they're telling me there's still a couple thousand, maybe 2,000 out there. Look at Yavapai. It increased from 61%. If you guys remember from last night, it is now 63%. I have to note, you know, the decision desk is a pretty, you know, forward-leaning on their calls. They haven't called Arizona yet. They haven't done it. They called Michigan, but they have not called Arizona. And I think that's telling. The current state of Arizona, are they still, just for our audience, are they actually still, as Ducey and the team out there, are they still counting? Yeah, and they told us till Thursday. So we probably won't have everything ready and tallied up and counted until Thursday. So that was a problem optically. That's a problem for the president because they really need to lean into this It's if they want to, if they want to, stop this, this what is, is the it's a narrative bill help uh, help, help me out here they've they've got the whole state this is down to the last 14 percent why does the last 14 percent what's so precious about these what does the last 14 percent take two days and the 84 yeah. percent or 86 percent takes us a couple of hours you got that and you know they close remember they're on they're on mountain time they're closing like i think 10 o'clock we're getting these things in the early morning hours. Why do you get a whole state that takes a couple of hours? But we got are these so precious. Are these like precious ballots? There's something special about these ballots. Why does this take two days? Yeah, this happened in 2018 too. It was ridiculous. There was a hundred and only this work that worked against the Republicans in 2018. Uh, Fontes and Maricopa had left polling stations open for three days, so there were some liberal precincts that were going to come in better for Cinema and Maricopa. That's what put her over. McSally actually had a lead because they counted the rest of this vote first, and then that uh, remaining three-day vote was out. There are some things, Steve, that really uh, you know, are inexplicable. We should standardize these elections. I've been arguing that for a long time. We should know this by now. Americans should not have to wait three days to count a remaining two, 250 to 390, and there shouldn't be a range like that.
when you call, you know, Arizona officials, how much, how much is out there? Well, not to Some ship to Pennsylvania, you, but the, the Secretary of State of yeah. Pennsylvania said they will, won't be done till Friday, counting in, yeah, in exactly. Pennsylvania. So, you know. That's what, by the way, one of the lawsuits to stop this three-day vote. That's right. what Rudy's going to That's what Arizona's about. Okay, real quickly, you got— That's the, what Arizona's about. Give us 60 seconds. Really give us 60 seconds on Pennsylvania. We'll take a break and come back. Give us the headline on yeah. Pennsylvania. We had One time we had an 800,000 lead. We're now down to 350,000. We're on the elevator down, yep. right? And 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 yeah. Priyat starts yeah. the show by saying they got they found another fifty thousand in in Montgomery County. I don't even know how that yes. ha- happens. You know, it's not that big a county. Boom! It's not that popular. All of a sudden, you got fifty thousand votes. In in thirty seconds, give us the headline for Pennsylvania that will come back after the break. What's the headline in Pennsylvania? The headline is the president's at 300,000. He's getting dangerously close to where they're trying to get him using those counties like you just discussed, Montgomery, Delaware. I, you know, I, Interesting, Bucks has held firm for him. As more voters trickled in, we thought he'd lose Bucks by at least five points. It's still holding firm with about 82% while the rest of them flipped at that time. Uh, there is some red vote still out. And that's Rich, a matter of whether Rich, or not that can hang, count. Rich, we're going to take a short break. Hang on. We're going to come back and finish up Pennsylvania, talk about Nevada. Rich Barris, big data polling, a rock star. He's guided us through here. He's got his charts, got his, uh, got his maps. We're going to be back. The team will be back with Rich in a moment. With Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, at 7 p.m. tonight on Real America's Voice, they've got Election 2020 special. You've got Dr. Gina Loudon, fabulous, from the Tea Party. you got uh, Governor Dr. Eric Greitens, a rock star. John Solomon, the best investigative reporter around. And Mark Serrano, who's a fabulous talk show host. That's at 7 o'clock don't miss it on Real America's Voice. This is uh, there's going to be constant Real America's Voice 24/7 coverage on this. One of the biggest stories in American history. You're living that history, Raheem. Give us some, put it this put this in perspective. Yeah. I still got to get through Nevada, but give me some perspective here. Well, if you're a Democrat, it would be uh, not 24/7 coverage. It'd be 28/7 coverage. Okay. <laughs> Listen, this is a marathon versus a sprint. Okay. The Joe Biden campaign is clearly sp- trying to sprint to the finish. Exactly what they said the Trump campaign shouldn't do, declaring victory all over the place preemptively and the media is assisting. Yeah, the I, like, tech I, like, assisting I like their strategy, but go. The Trump campaign is clearly treating this as a marathon. It's, it's, more, it's more legal. It's doing things in a, in, a, you know, in a very tick box kind of way. However, you can do both at the same time. And here's how you do it. The sprint is the public relations effort here. And there is no centralized public relations effort yet coming from the Trump campaign, right? We don't know what we're calling this. Are we calling it a fraud? Are we calling it a steal? Like, stop the steal. What's the hashtag? Where am I going? What's the URL? Like, how do I get get up to date with the latest information? Like, everything in one place. So here's the deal. Okay. A steal, it's too mild a term in my estimation. I don't don't like it. This is the greatest electoral fraud perpetuated on the people of the United States. You got to call this a fraud. This is a mass fraud. Yes, and they got to operate on that basis. Now, the marathon you can play on in the background. You can keep on going. That's what the legal team's there for. But you got to sprint to the public relations finish. If you if you lose the sprint, I want to go back to. Um, I love that breakdown, but man, I like I like their sprint strategy. I'm a sp- I want to sprint. I want to sprint and grab the prize, and then 
I get the high ground. I'm the winner, and you're the sore loser. I'm the winner, and you're the sore loser. Donald Trump's always a sore loser. Look, he's a sore loser. Possession. We told you he was possessions nine tenths of the law here in the optics. That's why last night was a mistake. Oh, the optics, Chris Christie, get that guy out of there. This is the problem. Exactly what he said on the show is exactly the kind of thing that gets around in the ether there. It's always wrong. Right. Guess, always wrong. And guess what? It's the truth. This is the biggest fraud. Yeah, absolutely. And you yes. don't have to be a Republican. This, this vote doesn't make anybody comfortable. Okay, I got to get to Rich. Okay, Rich, uh, you, had a, you had, you know, Jack Maxey in the break, Priet, we're talking about, hey, average people they know that are not lighting their hair on fire in the war room every day. Right or in our hashtag war and pandemic or in the live stream are sitting there going this was stolen. Average, you know, the people go to church, you know, daily communicates this was stolen when they spit on the floor. Right? They're so mad. You've had an incident like this too. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah. So where we are, there's a lot of construction going on, and uh, there's from the Mexican workers to the foremans, to the, you know, affluent GCs, we went out there and they stopped me and flagged me down. They all started powing around. They're furious. They just think this, this they think this was just a, a, a sham of an election. They just, they think that he, he won it, he won it handily, and that when everybody went to sleep at night, they stole it, and that was always the plan was to steal it. That's what happens when you count votes, if you stop counting votes when somebody's winning, and then start counting them again at 4 a.m. when nobody is awake. Exactly. And exactly. they have now they have created this no matter what they say. And after four years of what we've been through, we don't need this as a country. This this needed to be done better than this. The people deserve better than this. Okay, Richard, I only got a couple of minutes. I want to just go back to Pennsylvania. He's at three. He's at three hundred thousand. Last night he was at eight hundred thousand. I don't like the direction. Yeah. I like that. The trend is not our friend here. When does he? They, they're saying in the in the White House he's going the campaign he's going to win with forty thousand votes. When, the, in your best estimate, when does the elevator stop? Right. When when does the down elevator stop? Because every minute we look, they're they're coming out with. Uh, you know, I know they've sued in federal court, and I think they got a TRO. They're trying to get an injunction to stop the count. But is that what stops it? Is that is is Rudy's lawsuit stop this? I think it stops. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see, I guess, on Friday. Uh, they're going to they, – they didn't get to where they need to be yet, so the lawsuit has a good shot. Now, if they, if they were much closer, I think then think the outcome would be a little bit different. But right now they're at about 290. Biden is sitting at about 457,000, almost 458 in Philadelphia. Hillary got 580 in Philadelphia, and that's worth noting because they're saying they have 250 maybe tops – you know, the idea that he would walk out of there with 700,000 out of Philadelphia. Guys, this is, again, something that's okay. strange. Cajoli. Before the polls closed, they told us they had 650 in Philadelphia. That was okay. what they told us. I got not, everybody. I got 90 seconds on Nevada. Give us a headline. We're going to come back tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock with the All policy. Right. Go through it. Just give me the headline on Nevada. Are we wasting our time? Is, are, is Nevada, it's only a couple thousand votes, five or 6,000 votes. Are we wasting our time, or is there a shot for Donald Trump to win that state? 
Yeah, there's still a lot of vote out. If Clark County continues to go, the, the formula is 45 or above in Clark County. He's there. He's there because he won 41% of the Hispanic vote in that state, which is incredible for a Republican. So it is w- way too close. I, I would I would wait and watch that. That can close, Steve. Okay. We're they have get... two weeks, though, on this one, guys. Give, but it can no, close. Give your, give your, uh, give your, what's your Twitter Sweet. handle? Give us the website. All right, at, you guys can follow these results on peoplespunditdaily.com, and I may go do something on Inside the Numbers, the, the same YouTube channel, People's Pundit Daily, and they can follow me on Twitter at peoples underscore pundit. Perfect. We're going to have Rich back on the show tomorrow morning. I got to tell you, for a Republican to win 47% of the Hispanic vote in South Florida and to then, with an entirely different Hispanic base, win 41% of the vote in Nevada, in Clark County, down in Vegas, and not win is means this thing has been stolen, okay? And every Hispanic, every African-American that voted for Donald Trump ought to stand up as part of this and say, absolutely no way, you're trying to silence me, you're trying to take my voice away. Trump has done something that's historic. He has brought the Hispanic community into this populist economic nationalist program, okay? 40%, it's unbelievable. And remember, John James, those people who came out and voted for him in Michigan and might not vote for Trump... They're stealing his vote, too. Real quick, you can expect tomorrow the polls. They're going to start releasing polls that say yes. the majority of the public thinks that Trump should concede the election. Yeah. Concede Guarantee election. you. Big, fake big polls time, big time. And then fake the votes, fake news, fake polls. Fake Why don't we should make the timeline? We know no, what no. they're going to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. The Washington, Post, uh, Washington Post is going to take the same crew that gave you the 17-point spread in Wisconsin. Yeah. They're coming out with a poll. It's not a poll. It's information warfare. Yeah. It's beyond propaganda. Okay. This is the way that they're going to control everyone, right? This is like when you were saying in, the, in your opening monologue. 7 o'clock, or excuse me, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Join us again. See you. Hey, we won Pennsylvania.